take it away. Hello, welcome back. We're actually working uh, correctly. We are on the internet and also on time. So those are two, two pluses from last time. Uh, welcomed again by 217 Problems, Brian Burns, also a member of Facebook, or uh, Baseball Life, I should call it Facebook. Um, welcome back, Brian. I know that you are uh, probably excited to join us for this one because we're going to be discussing some Yankee killers. Yes, you know, anything baseball, I'm willing to talk about. As you know, we are a country starved of baseball right now, so thank you for giving me this outlet to, to talk some ball. Yeah, no problem. We're I, I'm like oddly a little bit excited for this episode, even though it's probably going to be a lot of bad memories. I don't know about you, Henry, but it's uh, uh, my Mondays uh, has given new meaning. You know, I always look at Mondays as a motivational Monday, but now it's Dong City. I'm excited for baseball and uh, get excited that we have to keep finding shit to come up with to talk about while we have no baseball. <laughs> I know, seriously. Uh, well, you're in a, I think your your shaved head is going to be the main topic of this one, based very early on by the comments. But, um. <laughs> okay, I can't see what anybody's saying, so I can't wait to. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, it's, this should be interesting because, at least from my standpoint, I uh, I went through this exercise trying to find basically an all Yankee killer team. And what I realized was a lot of guys growing up I thought killed the Yankees really didn't. Like, they were either – it was their career norm, and we'll get into some of those players, or I just remember, like, a few memories that made me think that they killed us all the time, and the, and the rest of the time they kind of sucked. So, very interesting exercise. Um, I don't know how you guys did it. I know we kind of left a lot of uh, open to interpretation here. I have a, a team pretty much. Um, but we can just kind of spit players out. I'd try and save the best for last. I just uh, grabbed I'm the gonna, two guys. I'm sure that we're going to have. Uh, I think we're going to overlap at, at times sure. for sure. There are three guys I want to get right off the bat that didn't make my team, but I was most shocked that they didn't make my team. And those three guys are Mo Vaughn, Evan Longoria, and Jose Altuve, who, if you asked me on any of the three, I would have been like, they murdered the Yankees. Movon was the original David Ortiz, uh, Altuve and Longoria, more recent examples. But Vaughn was a career 293-383-906 split against the Yankees. He was 285-380-950. So slightly higher OPS, but batting average and non-base were lower. Um he was a, he's a Red Sox, so I think a lot of those guys, we just have a lot of memories yeah. of because we play them so often. But he really didn't do anything out of the ordinary against the Yankees. And I think I think we'd have to drill down on big moments because I think a lot of these guys, because we saw them so much, may have one or two big moments that we remember. But, you know, over the stretch of 20-plus games, may not have the actual numbers all around. Yeah, so Longoria, good example of that. I have memories of him. I was at a game when he homered twice. or um, when, Well, I was at a game when he homered twice. I was also at a game when he homered off Mariano Rivera. Um, it just it seemed like he homered against us every game. He hit 273-44 with an 831 OPS against the Yankees, which is good, but it's not above his career norms, and it wasn't really spectacular. Um, and then Altuve, 291, 347, and an OPS under 800, 797. With Altuve, I think you hit the nail on the head, though. It's memory. It's specific moments. He's won two games in the playoffs against us. The walk-off home run, he also scored the winning run in game two in 2017. And, uh, and also that series where they swept the Yankees last year in, like, May. 
he had two late inning home runs in those games too. So I think it's recent memory. Um, but yeah, those three guys really didn't qualify when we get into these other names, but I thought I'd throw them out there anyway, because I think a lot of people probably agreed with me. So Let's get into it. Henry, start us off. Who's, who is your first Yankee killer and, and share why? I didn't, I, I didn't, you know, number them one, you know, five to the one or anything like that. I'm just, you know, I, I tried to find some obscure guys. And as much as I tried to get cute and, and, and funky, I just, I kept coming back to the guys that killed us. They're all big names with the exception of maybe two. I'm taking that crown, by the way, of getting cute and risky, you know, edgy about my pick. I'd be taking that crown right now. All right. Yeah, you're gonna have the obscure ones as the one non-Yankee fan here. Yeah, I, 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 I kept trying to find guys that you know, and I, I just you can't ignore some of the success that you know some of the obvious names. I mean, I, I've said it over and over that I've personally witnessed Manny Ramirez, the greatest right-handed hitter I've I ever saw. Manny had a way of putting the ball into play wherever he wanted. He could look fooled on one pitch and absolutely murder the next. Um, and, and you drill down on the numbers, man. He had uh, 203 games against the Yankees, so that's a pretty big sample size. You know, 51 double, 55 home runs, 165 RBI. He was always driving in runs. He had 110 walks. He batted 322, slugged 617, and his OPS was over 1,000. Yeah, I mean the guy. The guy was just a fucking machine, man. And yeah, I know everyone was afraid of Ortiz, and 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 Ortiz kind of had those big moments. But I was always more afraid of Manny than Ortiz, man. Well, he had in the numbers, and Manny was the bigger Yankee killer. In fact, Manny might be the biggest Yankee killer uh, in our <laughs> lifetime, certainly. And to add on to that, Henry, because he was on my list too. Most doubles, most runs, most home runs, and RBI all came against the Yankees. I know he was in the division, and that goes a long way with some of these stats. But all of those stats in his career came against the Yankees. Not the Blue Jays, not the Rays, not the Orioles, who had shittier pitching for the most part. Yankees. That's a Yankee I, I, I remember having a conversation with someone recently, and I said, David Ortiz always hit doubles. And then when you look up the numbers, he has uh, a what, – what is the uh, – 51 doubles. I mean, that, that's absurd. Yeah, insane. And all of his all of those career splits you named are higher against the Yankees than his norm. Not by too much because he's a Hall of Fame hitter, but um, but definitely higher. So when you're already a Hall of Famer and you exceed that, pretty good. Brian, was he on your list? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's why I had to go to Obscure because I knew that I wasn't going to try to take Manny away from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was only 733 at best. I wish – I wish we could take Manny away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. look, I mean, I think looking at the, I mean, I think I mentioned this in the thing. I mean, on the list, I mean, Ortiz and, and uh, Manny are like three, five on the all time home run list against the Yankees. Mm -hmm. Manny's number three against with Jimmy Fox and Ted Williams being number one and two. Hell of a yeah. list. It is. I, and a lot of, a lot of players from the same team on that list too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, who do you have for us? Let's get, let's get a little weird here. All right, so he single-handedly got the Cubs – or got out of some uh, – he turned a lot of double plays against the Yankees. Only seven career games, though. And you're lucky he stayed in the NL. You're lucky. Because he has a slugging of 783, a batting average of 348, Jason Hayward. What? Really? Really? I wouldn't have guessed that in a million years that I make fun of Hayward more than anyone. I never would have guessed that. <laughs> Was it only a year before he got his contract? So he's had seven career games. 
2012, he had six games. 2017, he had one. In 2017, in that game, he pulled two double plays against the Yankees. Outfield assists. Watch the highlights on YouTube. Magical. Yankee killer. Now, they lost the game, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> I can't. Has he ever homered against them? He has two career home runs. I don't remember five, either one. Five RBIs. I mean, I know. That's why, you know, that's why it's weird. <laughs> that really blows my mind. Um, I, he, he would be maybe the 800th player, I'd guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, in terms of stats, like, if you look up ops, like, he's up there. He's on, like, the top 25. Wow. That's... When did Jason Hayward get his money? I'm trying to look it up. 2016. Or, well, 15 going into 16. Yeah, it was, it was well before then. Tw- man, 2012. So, he was on the Braves. The Braves. The Braves. So he was like still Jesus back. He was like the left-handed yeah. black Jesus. Like, <laughs> you know, I saw him. When when did he go to the Cubs? 2016. Okay, so that's he when was he on the Cardinals in 2015. Right, man. I remember one. I mean, off topic, but I remember I said cancel, Christmas could be canceled. All I wanted was Jason Hayward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got, I think we all have those in our life. Well, well, Jason Hayward is like you know the guy. You know, you guys probably wouldn't see this meme being on the East Coast, but. When the Cubs won, he's like, Jason Hayward is like the guy that gets an A on the class project but doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and, there, and there's a meme of, like, what he hit in the uh, NLCS. It was, like, a buck 21. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he gets the champagne and the ring and everything else. And like, I can feel Felipe cringing from here because I know oh, yeah. he loves Hayward and his – "Quote unquote contributions to the chip," so I can feel Felipe cringing wherever he's at. Right I mean, now. I I can't hate. I mean, you know, I I you know, my Cardinal fan friends were like, "Speech! What a speech! What a speech!" I'm like, "Hey, you pay a guy to win a championship. If he wins a championship underneath that contract, and he can somehow get some credit, yeah. screw it. It's worth it." By the way, <laughs> just for uh, Alan Windignect, who's watching. If you tune in next week, Alan, we are going to discuss all sorts of baseball updates. So, um, but this show is dedicated to Yankee killers, even though Henry and I are both Yankee fans. Um, yeah, that, was, right. that was a hell of a job with that last name pronunciation. I, I gave it my best, just like all of these Yankee killers against the Yankees. Um, by the way, if I keep looking into this corner, it's not because I'm trying to not to listen to Brian or Henry. That's where my list is. But um, I'll get into Hey, Henry, did you mention, did you see my sign? Brian, I was at that parade and saw that sign live, like in real life. Well, it's funny. As I got on, I tried another picture, but it wouldn't show Manny. So I just Googled Manny, Ramir, Manny being Manny Yankees, and this is the first thing that popped up. So yeah, this, uh, this podcast tends to make me look a little paler than I am, but this is the exact complexion I had when I saw that sign at the <laughs> Red Sox parade. I was like, like all the like blood and joy just – rushed from my face you're gonna have to paint that wall right behind you blue Uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know it yeah we gotta i look much paler here than in real life but um i'll get i'll give you i'll give you an obscure one brian i was having a hell of a time finding any shortstops whoever did well against the yankees until i came across and this was just based on one game where i remember him having like four hits and that's jose iglesias (laughs) oh yeah He's a, was that a Detroit? Was he a Detroit dude? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. He yeah, was a yeah. Lifetime 273, 315 guy. So, you know, decent batting average, pretty shitty on base percentage, and 687 OPS. So he's not a good hitter. Um, obviously, known for his glove most of his career. Against the Yankees, though, he's a 360, 392, 857 hitter. 
And he's top five against other teams in batting average, on-base percentage, slugging, and OPS in 114 at-bats. It was a win that I looked him up, and it blew my mind how badly he has killed us. And that, like, I totally blame Larry Rothschild for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anytime, anytime I see someone on this list in recent memory, it's going straight to Larry as far as my – Now, you know what's funny? is like, so as a kid, I grew up thinking, like, pitching coaches were God's gift to, to everyone. Like, they were just the greatest thing ever. And he was preached in Chicago as, like, the guy that is just – is unbelievably smart and could just do everything and you know with Mark Pryor and Kerry Wood and all that stuff and then he goes to the Yankees and he's been he was there for like 15 years so like do coaches just don't get changed if they don't have to very much like I, I wonder it goes into them staying a long time if that makes sense that's a stupid question but way too long I've always said baseball and football are most boring like they have no imagination when it comes to hiring coaches Football recently has gotten a little bit better with this rush of, like, 31-year-olds who they're hiring. But before that, it was like, how many jobs can Mike Tice have before we realize he's a shitty coach? Same with baseball. It's like, how many times do we recycle the same managers? But, well, um, I mean, look, I mean you, you look at the White Sox pitching coach. He's been there for ever since I probably started liking baseball. Why? Yeah. <laughs> like, he, there's just no way he's just that great at his job. Unless you know? Leo Mazzoni, I, uh, I I have no idea why these guys stay for, like, decades on end. Henry, right. they, they don't know how to market anything. Baseball is the sport that relies on 20- and 30-year-olds for data for 70-year-old white men who are coaching the teams <laughs> to implement it. It just doesn't make any sense. It, it, it's true. What uh, Henry, what else do you have for us? Uh, I'm just going to get the obvious out the way, David Ortiz. Yeah, we probably should have complimented him with Manny to save yeah. the anger. <laughs> just save his numbers are ridiculous. They're not as good as Manny's, but they're pretty damn good. His career OPS was 961, um, you know, 243 games. So he played 40 more games than Manny and didn't have as many stats just to show you how dominant Manny was. Yeah, and Ortiz is one of those guys. Now, obviously, we have a laundry list of memories of him killing us, oh, cool. uh, including twice in one series in the 04 ALCS. But – 286, 389, 31 is his career splits. Mm-hmm. 303, 394, 961 is his career versus Yankees. It's better. It's better in all three, but not like – like he didn't just kill the Yankees. And I, I looked – there's two observations I had going through this list. One is that everyone either killed the Devil Rays if they played in the early part of the century or they killed the Twins if they played any other – any part of the century. Every list I looked at, it was like Yankee, of these Yankee killers, they were like second or third versus the Yankees, and the Twins was always ahead of them. It's unbelievable how bad that pitching has been this century. And it will be. And it'll continue to be. Yeah. Can't, can't have a Yankee killer podcast without at least making fun of the Twins. So, uh, yeah, Ortiz, I mean, how much do you really have to say about him? 53 career home runs, not far behind Manny. That's third. Uh, 171 RBIs, that's fourth against the Yankees compared to other teams. And 303 is third uh, out of AL teams because the NL was pretty small sample sizes. The other thing about Ortiz that I didn't realize, he's an AL East killer because yes. all of the teams ahead were like Blue Jays and, and Orioles, basically. Orioles. Yeah, so uh, he just killed the entire AL East, but obviously the highest profile and the most moments were against the Yankees. I think the bigger moments, uh, I think Ortiz may have had bigger moments, singular moments, than Manny. Where Manny is just a machine, every at-bat, just grinding and grinding and grinding. Where 
Ortiz had that, you know, two or three run home run to put a game away or you know, just the nail in the coffin. So, yeah, always. I mean, as a Yankees fan, did you always just sense that coming? Do you're like, well, here we go, game over, like already be pissed before it happens? I was like that with Manny. I always knew Manny was going to come through no matter there's, what. There's two guys that's done been that for me, if you don't mind, in my cup history. Yeah. It's Jeff Bagwell and Albert Pujols. I can see Pujols being it. Albert Pujols. Like, sure. Jeff, ba- especially with, you know, when Jake Bagwell, I mean, in the Enron days, you just knew it was either a double to the wall or 400 feet. You know, it was, it was one or the other. It wasn't. Never pissed you off. His stance was so ridiculous and he still killed. Yeah. Him. It just didn't seem physically pop. Like the, the side shots of that, you're like, that dude must do like five hours of yoga a day just to be able to like stretch that much. I, and then I, of course, I, you, and then of course, you know, being a kid, you try to do that yourself and you're like, you don't generate as, you know, <laughs> like, how did he do this? You know, like, I, real quick. I know Robert Michael mentioned Cal Ripken. I thought Cal Ripken, too, and then I looked up Cal Ripken's numbers, and they weren't that great against the Yankees. Oh, you did look them up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He crossed my I, mind. I, I, I immediately thought Cal Ripken when I was going through my mental uh, list of players, and when I sat down and started, you know, plugging some numbers, I said, damn, his numbers weren't that great. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, it was like that for a lot. Now, another thing to keep in mind as we go through this list, the Yankees, it, not just to toot their own horn, it's just a fact. They've had better pitching than almost – than many, many teams in the span we're looking at, which is, you know, the 90s and 2000s and 2010s, basically. So when we look at these career stats, like there's so many teams who had shittier pitching during the last 30 years that they're going to have better stats against. So it's really impressive when you find these guys who specifically killed well, me. Yeah, better, better numbers than their career averages. Yeah, real yeah. quick, Ripken played 246 games. That's a hell of a sample size. His batting average was 266, his on-base was 326, and his slugging was 436. His OPS was 762. He just wasn't. Yeah, that's av- you know, pretty average. Yeah. So, um, you, Brian, you brought, up, you brought up hitters who, like, scared the hell out of us as Yankee fans. Manny and Ortiz were definitely two of them. I know, Henry, you can probably relate. But when, those, when they were in the middle of the Red Sox lineup, it was basically you just afraid they didn't come up at the right time. And as good as the rest of those Red Sox lineups were in, like, that 03 to 07 span, you just prayed it was, like, a Millar or Miller. I was going to say, yeah, Millar. Yeah, but it it wasn't. It was always Bill Miller, always. Yeah, actually, Bill Miller, I, I never looked him up. He'd be an interesting one to look up. I No, he's on my list. I mean, that's what he's on my list, but. I know yeah. he. I know he's a Mariano Rivera. He's a low killer, and that again, I get that. Can like Longoria? I didn't look him up versus Mo, but I guarantee you, he he crushes Mo, and yeah. this ties in nicely to my next guy because it ties into Ortiz and it ties into Mo, and that is the other guy, the third guy who scared the living hell out of me my entire life watching him was Edgar Martinez. And he oh yeah, my lineup. He made my bench <laughs> if if I was ranking him because he killed everyone. Edgar. <laughs> yeah, Edgar was terrifying. Probably the best pure hitter I ever watched. Yeah. And he, uh, career 312, 418, 933. It's comical he wasn't a first guy. You know, that, that, that late 90s uh, Seattle, I was looking up because I looked up A-Rod too. I and that whole that 90s Seattle team really killed Jay Buhner, all of them. They mashed the shit. I have four of those guys on this list, so we we might just get into the Mariners here. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Edgar, so Edgar had those career numbers: three seventeen, four twenty three, nine sixty five versus the Yankees with twenty two homers and one hundred and three RBIs. 
And uh, the RBIs were fourth. And remember, this is an AL West team. So it's not like they were playing the Yankees like the Red Sox did. And 542 slugging percentage was third. Hit 337, 439 with a 984 OPS at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> so we didn't get we, – we, he was better at Yankee Stadium than he was in the Kingdom, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. So Edgar was the most – and I will say this to anyone, he was the most terrifying hitter I ever saw. And that includes Ortiz, but Ortiz got way more opportunities to, to you know. That's, me, that's my feelings, but with Manny, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You guys have to deal with pool holes. If you dealt with pool holes regularly, you would feel I probably right. I a lot of pool holes. <laughs> I'm not sure if you know, but I am the biggest pool hole stand. I'm enamored with pool holes. But you're – you, I you, you didn't see you states to watch him play. Like, like kind of like with Ortiz and – I only saw their games on Sunday Night Baseball or October. I didn't see a Tuesday in June when he still walked you guys off, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, and, and, and at the end of the day, those are the things that, like, the, the extra nail in the he killed us thing. I mean, there's just so many games, pools, you're just like – I remember he went back-to-back, like, walk-off home runs, and you just weren't even mad. You're just like, I mean, you know, at least it wasn't Nick Puto, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's very hard for me to wear another player's jersey from another team. Pujols oh, was a guy, the I day he signed it. with the day he signed with uh, the Angels, I bought a uh, Angels jersey so I could yeah. wear it around my Cardinals campus. That I was. I on. had a Pujols. <laughs> I had a Pujols shirt on, a jersey on. I had it on when he just killed Brad Lidge's career. I was going crazy. <laughs> I think the only other guy's jersey I have um, might be the teal, the old teal jersey. It's a sweet looking jersey. And that tealish color that was just sick. We will, like I said, one day have a longest Dong Dong City episode, and that home run off Brad Lidge will most certainly be featured on it. Yeah, I mean, we have a story. Everyone, I have a story about that. <laughs> I mean, I think everyone yeah. has a story. I think everyone knows where they were when that moment happened. Yeah, yeah. including Brad Lidge's entire family. Um, All right, well, I like to be on the show just, that day. <laughs> it's just one of those moments that the ball hit the bat. Mm-hmm. And you just was like, "Fuck!" You instantly knew it. <laughs> it landed on the train tracks. It was just a shot, man. Yeah, uh, just unbelievable. Do you guys have other? Mer- I, it's occurring to me as I look at my list. Almost everyone else is in the West. So- I had I had two other Mariners. Um, I'll take one off. The other one I know we both have anyway. <laughs> I've got like four, so let's let's go through the Mariners. Who do you have? Who do you have? That's- I, I had I had Tino and I had Griffey. I thought for sure no one was going to have Tino. I didn't even realize. I, I mean, I so Tino. The only reason, and I'll preface this again by saying, I didn't look up any of these stats. All just based on memory. Except the only memory I had of Tino was the '95 ALDS, and I remember he kicked our ass just as bad as like Edgar and Griffey did. And so it made me look, and his numbers are so much more demoralizing than I thought they were. No, Tino's a Yankee killer for sure. Yeah, 271, 344, 815, career stats, which, again, you got to look at, you know, this is the 90s into early 2000s at OPS, pretty good. Um, 310, 359, 968 against the Yankees. Yep. And that's in a, that's in over a hundred at best. We're not talking like a you know crazy small sample size. I think that him being a that's hero, two hundred plus at bats, yeah. Yeah, I th- I think we uh, I think we forgot all about how much he murdered us after he helped win so many titles with him. But third in batting average, first in slugging and OPS, 
in uh, in against teams with at least 100 at bats against the Yankees. He was an absolute Yankee killer. In 63 games, he somehow managed 44 stolen bases. Figure that one out. I didn't even get any stolen bases. So that's, yeah, I don't remember. I mean, how how far back do you remember? Did he get, no, that can't be right. No way. Oh, that's 44 RBI. I was about to say. Oh, all right. Yeah. 44 RBI. It, uh, I only remember him in, like, 95. I don't remember anything about him before then. But he uh, he must have just killed them in the early 90s, I would guess. I mean, we who, Rick, who, who, who do you guys think Rick's higher in the, in the uh, let's see, RBI list? Griffey or Martinez in the Yankee killer list? Edgar. Edgar? Edgar. You're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Edgar. I've got Griffey yeah. stats because he's Ed, – Edgar by one spot with Frank Thomas switch, uh, in between the two. Mm-hmm. Did you have Frank Thomas, Henry? I did not. I didn't either. And in my head, I'm like, he probably killed us, but he was like, you know, a ridiculous hitter. So I didn't even look him up. But I'm sure I didn't – Brian, do you have stats on Thomas in that article? Yeah, I do. It's uh, – let's see. Uh, he had a 872 ops. Okay. Uh, 464 slugging. Uh, 285 batting average, um, 20 home, 20 home, 20 home runs. Would you and say 103 RBI? I'm surprised what? his OPS was that low. I would have expected a higher OPS. Yeah, I feel like that's probably in line with his career numbers. Or wait, OPS. I'm sorry, OP, OPP was 409. OPS was 872. Yeah, I would expect yeah. more than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have guessed over nine. He was another guy. Like every time we played the White Sox, I feel like we lost, and he. Uh, <laughs> but but you look up the career stats and he's like that's just who Frank Thomas was. Right. Should we go with the other Mariner? Yeah, let's clean up the Mariners because I can hire <laughs> night from those nineties. So let's go to Griffey. Can we though. just make Lou Pinello the manager of this Yankee killer team? Like, <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, he's raise. Yeah, why not? I'm sure he would like that too. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. I originally wasn't going to make my list. Then when I found out other guy, like the, I, I started with 28 players. I settled on 15 and 12 are my starters, so to speak. I put Griffey on the bench once I realized all these guys I thought killed the Yankees, like didn't come close. Griffey, 501 at bats, so not even a full season. Uh, 36 home runs, 102 RBIs against other against the opposition. He was third in home runs fourth in OPS, RBI, and batting average against the Yankees. Remember, he's not in the division. And uh, a career 284, 37907 guy against the Yankees. Let me hear that OPS. 392, 987. 987. 987 OPS. If I'm not mistaken, in 95, he hit five home runs in that series, I think, in a five-game series. Him and Juan Gonzalez, I think, did it to us, like, back-to-back years in the Yankees (laughs) against Texas they lost against the Mariners and his batting, his batting average balls into play is 315 yeah and, and that's in over 133 games so. I told you the one saving grace of Griffey was that he didn't get a hit in the Dwight good no hitter game I was at <laughs> other than that I'm pretty sure he could hit every other game Griffey is also responsible for like the first moment as a young baseball fan that one of my favorite players killed my team, and I was real conflicted emotionally. I, yeah. The 95 ALDS was just like a knife in the heart. It's like you love Griffey, but he's killing your team. It was That was rough to watch. That was the first time I really had an emotional connection with, like, losing. 
I'll still tell you the 95 ALDS because it was my first playoff experience. I started following baseball in 93. Yankees didn't make the playoffs. 94 was the strike. 95 was my first postseason. And any Yankee fan who was watching baseball, you know, until back to 1981, first playoff experience. And the Mariners coming back from 2-0 to win that series with Griffey scoring the winning run on a hit, of course, from Edgar Martinez off of, of course, Jack McDell, uh, was, is still to this day the most heartbreaking sports moment of my entire life. And that includes the 01 World Series, that includes the 04 ALCS, it includes everything. You know what's interesting to hear that perspective? Because, I mean, have you guys watched like the MLB Network documentary about that? The 95 ALDS? Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, so okay, so I guess this is like your version of like for me the 2003 NLCS, you know, like I'm just like, why would I want to watch something, <laughs> you know, yeah. documenting my heartbreak. Um, but uh, somebody, one of my good friends, uh, is works in politics, and he, I went to Griffey's um, Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and I swear, I heard so many 95 references, and after watching the documentary, I mean, I'm sure you guys know, like that. It's just funny how it's your heartbreak. But that sit, I mean, that series saved their baseball. Oh, and their it saved baseball in Seattle, yeah. You know, so it's like it's funny because I've never heard of it. Like, well, who gives a fuck about Seattle? You, you're a selfish teenager watching this in the Bronx. All you yeah. want is the Yankees to win. Well, and yeah, well, no, but I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, how old are you guys? I mean, I probably wouldn't have that. I don't think anybody probably had that mindset I now. I, I, I mean, back then, but I'm sure looking back, like, yeah, if they lose and Seattle, I mean, maybe they don't make it to the next season maybe they're yeah wherever. not that they've done much with it by the way but i, I was gonna no, say that might have been the best thing for baseball yeah. anyway so the mariners I, i'm with you henry ken griffey jr in hindsight is like one of my favorite players ever we had a show on that he, he was in my top four for sure um but after that 95 alds two things happened that saved my entire fan relationship with griffey one was that the Yankees then beat the Mariners later uh, in 2000. Well, they beat their greatest team ever, which was very fulfilling in 2001. And I think they also got them in what, like 2000, right? They beat them back-to-back -back years in the playoffs. I'm not sure. Pretty sure, yeah. I think they won in five in 2001. I think they won in six in 2000. A-Rod hit like a million home runs in that series. Um, but anyway, the Yankees beating the Mariners twice in the playoffs and also winning the World Series the very next year the only reason that I don't absolutely despise Ken Griffey Jr. is he killed them in the 95 ALDS. I was having a, a, an aneurysm, at while I was looking at some of the comments uh, earlier today in, base, in the Baseball Life group. When they were suggesting that Griffey was on steroids, I wanted to just go through a computer and yank. You know what? I, heard, I was in Kansas City for to watch the Cubs and Royals once and never listened to Kansas City sports talk. A guy legitimately was like, Oh yeah, his, he's on steroids. Clearly, his body broke down. That's why. And I'm just like, this got to be the dumbest motherfucker. Can't <laughs> <laughs> running into a wall and shattering your whole shit. You know, right? Like, I remember uh, Paul Bacco, Cubs legend, kidding, of course, uh, <laughs> fractured his uh, separated his shoulder on a triple. Griffey went to go back and catch a triple on uh, or catch the ball on opening day, and he fractured his shoulder and you know was out for three months. And it's just like stuff like that that he just couldn't not to be pun you couldn't catch a break <laughs> in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, Carmelo points out it was 99 the Yankees 99, okay. uh, in six I remember that series catch, Melo. which uh, which also brings me to my next point and this fills two categories one former Mariner and two 
also former Yankee, debatable on legend. That's the baseman. He, uh, you wouldn't think it, and I don't particularly remember it because those Texas teams were kind of shitty, but A-Rod himself, 295, 380, 930, those are his career Hall of Fame stats against the Yankees. You want to guess what his career bat- what? Huh? His career what stats? Those are his career Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame stats one day. One day. Um, how about this for his stat? He might, he, he's given Manny a run for his money. It's just a smaller sample size. Mm-hmm. 334, 386, 1.037 is his OPS against the Yankees' lifetime. And that is uh, – I don't have the games. It is over 100 at-bats. Uh, first in batting average and slugging and second in OPS against the Yankees compared to any other team. That's legit. <laughs> that's, that's legendary. That's, yeah. That's an ass-kicking. Yeah. But, but like I, it was most, money twice. <laughs> it's, uh, I think a lot of that though was Texas, and they didn't usually beat us anyway. And um, and then the Mariners in that again, I remember him distinctly have, having at least three home runs in that '99 ALC, ALCS, and um, and losing anyway in six. So A Rod also he got paid, and uh, thank you, Hank. Yeah, you know. So, Tino and A-Rod paid the Yankee tax. They killed them, and then they won titles for them. So that's how. Uh, Brian, who else do you have for us? All right, so I'm I'm up in the game to 13 career games. Uh-oh. Now, do you remember those mid those Astros teams that like you feel like everyone could hit, like mm-hmm. everyone from top to bottom? Yep. This guy was like he wasn't part of the killer bees, but he could still just rake. But he wasn't like a Hall of Famer. Um, Richard Hildago. Really? Wow. Man, you do have the obscure – I do – I remember, like, one game, I think, Hidalgo – So, like, but listen to this. And uh, let's see. 13 games, 46 at-bats, six home runs, 13 RBIs, 19 hits, 413 average, 472 OBP, 891 slugging, and OPS of 1,363. <laughs> Jesus. He had six home runs? Yeah. Did he ever now five of them in one year in 04? Was it were any of those multi home run games? I feel like I vague. I do not know that. I haven't. Okay. I I mean, the, can you if I if I click on the 2004 link, will it tell me those games when I go into the staff for Baseball Reference? Probably not. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. I mean, you can look in the game log, but that's a lot of effort. And uh, right, and I yeah, I, I think I was just doing good, just getting this far. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> so, a lot of bang for your buck doing my, that. My, my last guy is very similar. And it's yeah. like, and so cheer. I don't know if uh, Sean Kustak is listening, but he, uh, I was kind of asking. He's a big stat guy too, and I was like, okay, you know, I got to come up with this list. Can you help me like navigate to a, a good spot in baseball reference? And we were going through the list, and he, kudos to him for finding that because that's a hell of a sample size, yeah. you know, especially in that one year. I mean, I'll have, you if you really want to look because I'm be curious if it was a multi homer game. The Joe Randa game we couldn't find, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, James, James Sean blows Sean blows us off all the time. Whenever we, Sean says, "Oh, I'm driving," I'm like, "No, I'm not. I'm driving. I'm driving." Yeah, I'm driving. You full of shit. <laughs> John is good people. I love John. His wife makes all the money. I don't know what he's doing. He doesn't do shit. <laughs> he's on the road. He's smart. He's on the road and he's in all the life groups. 
Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I did forget a Mariner, and Leon mentioned him earlier. He was actually the very first player who came to mind when I thought of Yankee killers because I hate him for several reasons. Jay Buna? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, no, that's what I was going to say is like, because I was looking at the list and I was like, well, we got like half the. That's why we should make Lou Pinella just the manager of this team yeah. because. <laughs> that Mariners team, I mean, that again, I thought, I figured that Mariners team, I know they killed the Yankees, but I figured they killed everyone because they broke all sorts of records back then. But Jay, it goes, Buna, back, it goes back to them being useless in the game. Yeah. That team yeah. is absolutely useless. They turn out some of the greatest stars ever and they're useless. <laughs> They, yeah, should have had a dy- – they were one ace away and uh, payroll away from having a dynasty, I think, for sure. Um, Jay Buhner was a trade from the Yankees, as all Yankee fans know, mm-hmm. which makes this extra vengeful. He was also one of the uh, – those Mariners teams, this is left out of the history books, one of the ugliest versions of teams ever. Jay Buhner, Norm Charlton, Randy Johnson, just an ugly fucking team – of ugly players, and Jay Buhner carries that torch with his goatee. Looks like he's like a reject member of Smash Mouth. Um, Jay Buhner, 28 career home runs against the Yankees. That's third. 80 career RBIs against the Yankees. That's third. Batting average in OPS, second. And the only team who he did better against, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays in the 90s, who had minor league pitching for pretty much the entire time. Pension team, yeah. Yeah, so he's a 254, 359, 852 guy. And he had a, and he had a non-appearing, recurring role in Simon. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, yes, <laughs> probably his best podcast. Danny Turtable. Uh, 957 career OPS against the Yankees. So his career OPS against the Yankees was 105 points higher. Oh. Serious. But he was also terrifying, and he had the ugliest stance I can think of in a long time. Uh, Tony Batista has the ugliest stance. That's, that's true. His, Craig Council, actually, I would, I would say is probably my least favorite stance ever. Um, speaking of guys, we mentioned it earlier, but guys who have an ugly stance and kill us, like Jeff Bagwell kills the Cubs, mm-hmm. that makes me even angrier. <laughs> I'm like, <"Wait, laughs> like, it doesn't make sense how we can do that. Yeah, I'm like, you shouldn't even be able to make contact, and you're hitting 380 against us. It doesn't get any worse than Eucalyptus. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the dude barely touched his bat before he swung. It's the weirdest thing. Hey, and, you know, I was going to make a joke that you guys brought up. Kevin Euclid actually leads the Yankees in hit-by-pitches. You guys hit him the most, so it makes sense. He hit a lot, I think, in general, right? Didn't he yeah. hit the Yankees one year when he played with us? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Well, we're getting all sorts of good stats in here, so – in 2004, June and July, Richard Hidalgo killed the Yankees. Um, he had five home runs in four games. <laughs> I'm totally shirking from my memory. Absurd. That's a good you, I, I, you don't deserve your fanhood anymore. I'm taking it away from you. How could you yeah, that, you caught me. I, I do not remember that at all. Clearly, um, <laughs> clearly that made SportsCenter that week. I've got now <laughs> two guys who are obscure. One guy is pretty obvious and one guy who's a legend. What, uh, I have, what do you have, I have I have five guys left total, two of them are pitchers. Okay. Let's hold off on pitchers till the end. Give me one of your hitters. So I'm gonna give you I have two obscure guys, so I'll give you the, the, the guy that is the more modern day Yankee killer, which I don't think a lot of people think about, Mike Trout. He's yeah, so he's my legend. 
Mike, um, Mike Trout just I was smokes shocked. He smokes the Yankees. And I've probably been to every, if not most, of every game that he's played at Yankee Stadium. Really? I make it a point to, to go to Yankee Stadium when he plays. Um, you know, we have a, a package that gets us uh, 20 games, plus I usually buy another 20 offline. So I do about 40 games a year, and I'm, I'm always in attendance when Mike Trout is here. You know, that's that's smart, too. Because, I mean, I know everything's more expensive for New York, but, I mean, that's not, not a divisional game. And, like, I don't know if that's something the ticket people really tout as making more expensive because no, it's not rival. The Yankees do a pretty good job. Um, they have these different value packs. And a lot of them are teams from other divisions that come in that you may want to see. Yeah, that's one thing, you know, God bless being a Cub fan and all that jazz, but – you know, it's like a lot of teams around me in the division and everything else, they have, like, really good deals in the Cubs because of the smaller stadium or whatever it is. They just don't have deals like that. And it's kind of – it sucks sometimes because it's like you would like to, you know, not have to spend $80 to go see an outer division game, you know. I, they just started doing – I think some of the other teams in baseball last year, I, I, po- I posted it in a group the Yankees were doing monthly plans. So for every home game in that particular month, it was like $99. And last August, I think it was, those games included uh, the Angels, the Astros, the Mets, and Boston in one month for $99. It was standing room only tickets, but I'm like, come on, $99, and I think it was 12 home games. You can't beat that. Yeah, even when I had – I had a Sunday package back in the day in, like, 2011, I think. Um, That was a great deal. It had – and it included the Red Sox twice, I think. I had that package for like, a couple years, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like $330 for 12 games, which you break it down to about $25 a game was not – it was actual seats. So, you always got old-timers day, and that included opening day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so the, the Yankees do good they – do, they do well with, with packages. Yeah, but going, going back to Trout, this is a 44-game sample size, so it's a decent amount. He's batting 325. He's getting on base 443. And he has an OPS of 1067. You know what the shocking thing about Trout was when I looked into this? Mm-hmm. His career OPS is exactly 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what his batting average balls him to play is against the Yankees? Yeah, what? 376. It's stupid. If the ball is in play, he's almost on base 40% of the time. If you pay real close attention to me in baseball life, I give Trout a lot of shit because I do think he's legitimately boring, like a boring personality. And he's so mechanically boring because he's so good that I give him a little, a lot of shit. But doing this exercise and seeing his career stats and then seeing his stats against the Yankees, I have like a newfound appreciation. I mean, he has a thousand OPS and he's been playing for like almost a decade. That's Mike Trout is LeBron James. Yeah. I tell you what, I, I, the I goat playing to, and doesn't get the respect. I flew out to Seattle to visit my buddy, and specifically just to go see Trout play. And I, he homered twice, both to dead center. It was just like the, you know, not too often in sports you have an idea of something hopefully happens and it does. Mm-hmm. And that's it was one. It was the the ball. I mean, not to be cliche, but it just sounded different off his bat. We were behind. Oh, home it definitely play. does. Yep. And we were behind home plate. Would you ever get to do, go out to Seattle? They have the greatest behind home plug deal ever. It's, I want to go there real bad. Uh, yeah, Trout did that for me too. I feel like he just gives gifts to everyone. <laughs> I know, I know. I've the story several times, but I went to Cincinnati for the first time, their ballpark last year. 
I saw Trout for the first time, Angels Reds interleague, and he homered, stole a base, and also dropped a routine fly ball. I was like, I never need to see Mike Trout again. I saw everything that he could possibly do, including the rarest of things, and I'm good. And uh, so, yeah, Trout, you see him once, and he will definitely leave you with a memory. That's just how he is. I think Hardy and I were at that five-for-five five game last year. Yeah, I mean, it's – see, him – Bright when, when him and Harper came up, Harper was my guy. Uh, and after 2015, I was like, see, it's definitive proof Bryce Harper is the better baseball player. Yeah. And I still love watching Bryce Harper play. I think that watching – That's it right there. Bryce Harper's more fun. Yes. He yes. can't hold the – he can hold the – The torque on Bryce Harper's swing, if you see it in person, like watch him as he swings, is really incredible. Um, but Mike Trout, you're right, Brian. It, it, there's just something different when you when you watch him every mm-hmm. year effortless exactly like LeBron like you said he just does everything and he does it so efficiently and mechanically sound that he j- it just gets lost and I think Angels fans in our group know that and they bring it up as often as they possibly can but it is very true and it, it's warranted in this uh I didn't I had no idea he killed the Yankees not at all would have never guessed it and then you look it up and he's got he's on pace like 45 percent of the time it's I mean that's insane that was one of my first guys. I'm like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a trout mark, but you know, I know, I remember that. And I looked it up and I was like, damn, he's actually better than I remember. Yeah. Which James, uh, more research. It's all goes started two for nine against us. And then went nine for 17 after that's like, the reverse, <laughs> that's like the reverse Edgar versus stats. He started like nine for 11 against Mo and then he went three for 10 after. Um, <laughs> We do have our obligatory Angels Won't Win with Trout comment in the comment section. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, Mike, again, another LeBron comparison. He's he's never going to have the uh, the rings, I think, that he probably needs to get the proper respect. But if he finishes with a 1,000 OPS, today, like, are you going to ignore that? Right. So – um speaking of trout we'll have a nice segue here into a different angel finally got his national props last year as being one of the greatest pure hitters in our generation and that is howie kendrick who also happened to be a massive yankee killer and i i remember and this is an interesting thing too henry i don't know how deep you went into those angels, but we both hey, remember hey, brian has like the mic of all my <laughs> <laughs> Brian's like doing backflips down there. <laughs> no one knows what's going on. Um, no, well, what happens? I have my Google Chrome, and I'm just like looking up stats, and so it's like just. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, that's okay. So I looked pretty deep into those Angels teams because the Angels are the only team during the Tory t- tenure who actually had a winning record against the Yankees, and so I figured there were a few killers. I go and I look up Darren Erstad because I always remember him getting a million hits. Not really. Uh, David Eckstein, not really. Tim Salmon, not really. Garrett Garrett Anderson, I was like 100% sure, not really. Really? I would have put money on Garrett Anderson. Pretty much career stats. Um, Howie Kendrick, though, was legit. Career 294, 337, 768, which I would have guessed his OPS was a little higher than that. Mm -hmm. Versus the Yankees, 348, 412, 897. So... Out of all of the, if you ever get this trivia question, out of all of those Angels players who used to kick our ass, Howie Kendrick's the ringleader. Oh, I looked up Sean Figgins, too. Not really. 
Howie Kendrick, though, third OPS, third batting average, sixth, sixth in, or third uh, on base, third batting average, six OPS against the Yankees compared to every other team. And again, West Coast guy is not playing them every year. So uh, there, there was a guy on the Angels that I, again, with Garrett Anderson, there was Garrett Anderson and someone else. I said, that I know they killed us. I know that I'm going to look these guys up and I'm going to blow. Holy shit. And I was wrong on both of them. The other one was Corey Hunter. Oh, Hunter, yeah. yeah. I could have guessed it. Yeah, he didn't cross my mind. But I was like, Tory Hunter killed the Yankees for sure. Nope. Yeah. I skipped all the twins. <laughs> it's just like, there's no way. Um, but like Morneau, Maurer, Hunter, those all would have been good guesses. What, um, who else do you have, Henry? Because I'm down to two, and they're both really obscure. Okay, so let me just real quick, we don't have to talk about them because I think everyone knows about them. Let me get the two pitchers out the way, and then I'll go to the two players. Yeah, go. The two pitchers were Pedro, which is a given, mm-hmm. and Roy Holiday. Yeah. I they think we had a – mentioned Holiday earlier today. Uh, 18 and 7 all time against the – against I, the so 18 and 7. Not to diminish them, but screw them because they kicked our ass, but we know that they're great. They're Hall of Famers. I'm going to go to one of my two obscure guys. Okay. Jody Reed. <laughs> He played very 11 seasons in, in baseball, had 66 games against the Yankees. His batting average was 357, on base was 448, and he slugged 477 for 925 OPS. This is a guy that was a bum. Wow. <laughs> and he just killed the Yankees. That's in 66 games and 235 at-bats. That's a big sample size, too. Yeah. How did you even find that? I actually typed in his name looking yeah. for somebody else. And I was like, no, the fuck is this? And then I was like, let me just keep going. I was like, get the fuck out of here. That's a mate. Yeah, that's a really good one. He I, uh, is a second baseman that played 11 seasons. He played with Boston, then was traded to the Dodgers, then played with Milwaukee and the Padres. Wow. So, yeah. That's Jody Reed. Brian, do you have an obscure one for us? I feel like you're sitting on an arsenal at this point. <laughs> well, he actually became a Yankee, and uh, another uh, one that Sean Cusack helped me find, A.J. Burnett before he became a Yankee. Yeah, that's true. I, that I do remember. He he had our number. Um, he was 6-3, uh, and three, which, you know, I don't know if you guys value the wins or, you know, whatnot. I still think it's a stat worth. Um, but, yeah, two four three RA. He had, let's see. You just lost me on A.J. Burnett. Everyone knows how much I hate that guy. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is that's what Sean said. He goes, A.J. Burnett really burns their ass. Oh. <laughs> right, though. That was a narrative when we signed him. It wasn't just like getting a number two starter or whatever Burnett was supposed to be. But it was also that we were eliminating a guy who dominated us. My, uh, my favorite positive memory of A.J. Burnett was something he said at the press conference, which I respected. That's probably the only time I liked him. I remember him saying, they asked him, they were like, why did you go to the Yankees? And he was like, they're going to give a check. The blunt honesty. I think I remember I that. Like, just, the, the blunt honesty I appreciated and respected. Other than that, I hate his fucking guts. Burnett, Pavano, and Vasquez, Javier Vasquez, were my three least favorite pitchers ever. Nice. Because they played well elsewhere, came to the Yankees, sucked ass, and then went and played well elsewhere. And that makes me so – that well, is my biggest – AJ Burnett had a weird career where he was just kind of like the pain on the year. 
he would either be pitch a no hitter or he couldn't find, you know, he break windows. He break windows of trucks, you know. I, I think Burnett's a classic big stage guy. Yeah. He can't operate on the big stage. He was great before he came to us. When he left us, he did damn good in Pittsburgh for a few seasons. I just think he was that guy that the pressure was too big. Except he, he didn't wasn't even in the playoffs in 09, which is so bizarre. He wasn't even asked to be the number one. He was never asked to be the number one guy. Yeah. Yeah, except he – what was that World Series game against the Phillies? He had, like, a great game. I'm giving him no credit for nothing. It was so rare. <laughs> um, no credit, not at all. I mean, I think – you know who's similar to that, and he gets a lot more praise than A.J. Burnett? Josh Beckett. If you look at Josh Beckett's stats, every other year he kind of sucked. He was like a five-ERA guy, gave up 30 home runs. But he was good in big moments. Yeah, he was a big, big game pitcher, and he was a Cy Young candidate the years he was good, which is different from Burnett. We don't lose in 03 if he's not pitching for the Marlins. And then he's a two-time certified Yankee killer. He beat us in 03, and then he beat us again in um, – well, they won a World Series with the Red Sox. It's like killing the Yankees in 07. So, yeah, Beckett, Schilling, and Verlander stick out to me as pitchers who kill the Yankees. But I didn't, have, I didn't include any pitchers. Uh, Pedro would have definitely been on mine, so would have Halliday. So, uh, who else, uh, Brian, who else you got? So, I don't know how you guys will feel because obviously postseason means a lot, but, you know, David Price is 16 and 15. Because I remember thinking, like, he was, like, a guy that was, you know, they old Tampa Bay would go in there and he'd be all proud to, you know, win for Tampa Bay, you know, that yeah. you know, up against the world kind of thing. I thought he had better stats. 16 David Price is the Yankees' bitch. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, but that's a lot of – starts to factor in out of 44 and you know yeah. 32 of them well decide i mean i feel like i mean that's damage he's also so beat if, too, if you look at david price early david price with tampa bay like his first three four seasons he killed us yeah yeah he, he, yeah, that, he just became like vince said our bitch to put right, it in perspective what i went i was at the Derek jeter 3000 hit game when he faced david price and and went five for five that day Going into that day, I was like, fuck, we're facing David Price. <laughs> right, like, right, right, right. Okay. So I'm not completely off in this then. But no, his first few years with Tampa, for sure, he, he definitely did really well against us. I want to say, and I have no proof of this, that day was the turning point. Because every game after that, I remember him getting just torched by the Yankees. I think we started smacking him up before that. Before that, yeah. and then and then and now it's at the point where he ducks starts against us, and now he doesn't have to play against us. And now, now you want him to pitch against us. Yeah, right. so, yeah. Like he, I was looking forward to playing the Dodgers in the World Series and David Price starting for them. I was looking forward to that. Oh uh, yeah, I'm still looking forward to that. <laughs> so and this might be a little off. Field, to get all the credit in the world and hit like 180 in that series. Hey, you guys, you want to hear a fun fact about David Price? Yeah. Guess how much his contract was? Well, when with the Tampa Bay? No, Red Sox. Two seventeen, right? Oh yeah, two hundred and seventeen. Yeah, which was so, the highest I think at the time. You don't get Central it. Central Illinois celebrated it that day. He has no, two hundred seventeen problems. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, facing the Yankees is one is one of them. Uh, <laughs> so good. Uh, I'll go to one of my two obscure guys, and this is going into the way back, way back machine. I had a suspicion that he hit us really well. He didn't hit us as well as uh, Howie Kendrick did, so he's on my bench. Carlos Baerga, 
and <laughs> a specific memory as to why I looked him up. But Carlos Viagra, career 291 hitters. He's a pretty good hitter. 332, 754, mediocre. Versus the Yankees, 308, 332, 812. Uh, fifth versus team, the 812 is fifth against teams uh, over 150 at-bats. And fourth in batting average, OPS second in slugging. So he definitely outperformed himself against the Yankees. But the one reason I looked him up in the first place, and this is really obscure, the Yankees used to, when the Jake first opened, which is now Progressive Field, when Jacobs Field first opened, the Yankees lost like every single time they played there. They played really well against the Indians at Yankee Stadium. They sucked on the road. There was a game when the Yankees were up 9-5 in the ninth, and Mariano Rivera came in, and he in particular sucked in that stadium. Uh and the Yankees lost 10-9. <laughs> they had five <laughs> runs in the ninth, and Carlos Baer got the walk-off. And for that's been printed in my memory ever since. And for that reason, I was like, he must kill the Yankees. And he killed them enough for me to include this story and him on this list. Nice. And, uh, there was another game, too, where Mo blew a 6-1 lead in the ninth in Jacobs Field. So that was like a weird part of Yankee history where they just couldn't win in Cleveland and terrible things happened, too. So Carlos Bayerga. It carried all the way to uh, to Jabba with the midges. We always have weird things happening. Yeah, it's a weird field for the Yankees. And the Grand, the Lindor Grand Slam that wasn't mm-hmm. challenged. Yeah. Another one. That's so, right. Yep. Joe Girardi non, non-challenge game. Yeah, I was I, watching that game on MLB Network the other day. I, I wish I, I should have I should have uh, told you guys when that was on. You might want to watch that. Uh, probably not. <laughs> it led what, though, Brian? 8-3 in that game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. I turned it on right when, uh, right after the Lindor thing, where that's all they talk about is the Girardi non-challenge and how. I, I how think that, that that was the moment the idiot Yankee fans turned on Joe Girardi. We all thought he was getting fired because we thought we were losing the series first of all, and then we all thought he was getting fired for that call, and he got fired anyway, even though we won the series. I mean, everyone. I thought it was writing on the wall that no matter what, you know, they all tried like, well, we look at everyone's contract at the end of the year, not just the managers. And I was like, he's gone. <laughs> I could just. Yeah. Well, that's a whole different podcast. Yeah, that was that was the moment they turned on him, and I still to this day defend Joe Girardi and say, he "Yeah, me too." Like, I think he'll do really well for Philly too. Yeah, um, that's a whole other podcast about expectations, but that's. <laughs> Pierce has been brought up twice today. Brian, can you look up his stats? I I'm. It wouldn't shock me if he qualified, but I. <laughs> Personally, think, I think he's one of those guys we remember like one series where he really hit us well, and now we think he's a Yankee killer. I am going to say he's probably not, but someone look it up. Nope. Oh, I think James has the. Oh, <laughs> apparently I'm dead wrong because James has the stats. James, tell us the stats uh, on Steve Pierce. And meanwhile, speaking of Steve Pierce, who wants to give me an obscure person? I will give you my last guy. Okay. This guy was actually supposed to be included in my uh, player list last year. I mean, last week when we had this. I'm going to be so mad if it's the same guy. No, it's not. It's the guy I told you about. Oh, oh, shit, this is a good one. <laughs> Pedro Siriaco. <laughs> Pedro Siriaco has 200, 272 career games, 18 of them against the Yankees. He hit 407. 429, 556, or 984 OPS. Absolutely destroyed. His batting average with balls hit into play. Are you ready? Because this is just absurd. 468. Wow. 
Talk about he put, he put the ball in play was on base almost fifty percent of the time. Talk about fluke. I do see you. You mentioned Syriaco to me last week, which was the first time I heard his name since he left baseball, and. I immediately remembered there was that one series. I don't even remember if he was on the Red Sox or someone else, but he had like six hits in two games. Yeah, and uh, and killed us. When I I was I don't know why I looked him up. Something told me to look him up. I think I saw his name somewhere, and then I kept digging and digging, and I was like, "Holy shit, this guy torched us!" Yeah, that's a really good. One. By the way, Steve Pierce, two eighty three seventy five. That's okay, but a five sixty slugging and fifteen home runs in sixty four games. Yeah, that's that's legit. Um, I have a guy. Um, and you could tell me what you thought because I thought those Blue Jays teams were like any other division. They probably win a couple more division titles in the two thousands. Fair, yeah. And I think if they want, if they beat you guys. It was, he had to do something with it. Not Carlos Delgado, but Vernon Wells. Yeah, that's a good one. I, so, that's you know, Brian, I struggled mightily trying to think of Orioles and Blue Jays who killed the Yankees. So, it was like, they're a division rival. Well, and it really and it's funny because, like, you know, I, I call this, you know, I'm the Midwest kid that just watched ALE's games on SportsCenter. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, I feel like, you know, A, obviously, that's offensive, you know, division. But I feel like those, those Blue Jays teams were just measures, and they had – people that can play and Vernon Wells is like Canadian's version of of Jim Edmonds to me of where he's he's a good like up here player but he's not never going to get that respect yeah that he should get for whatever I mean obviously Vernon Wells couldn't defend like Edmonds but um you have his stats a, yeah I do yeah so uh oh man darn it so on this I just have 2009 so I've been going back and forth in this on this baseball reference. The thing that's kind of a pain is it goes from years to stats if I refresh or if okay. I go back. So if you use the split tool, you can choose the opponents. Yeah. Well, so just in 2010, he had seven home runs, 17 RBIs, 19, 19 or 17 home runs, 19 RBIs, and a 3.24 average. Was he a bigger – because I didn't look him up. Was he a bigger killer than Delgado? Because I always felt like Carlos Delgado just murdered us, even with the Mets. Or let me – I'll have to – it'll take me a second to look. I apologize. Damn, 169 games against the Yankees, so it's big, big sample size. Yeah. He had 301, 352, 516 for an OPS of 869. What's his career stats? His career stats are – 319, four, he had a damn good. Uh, he hit 319 in his career. Zombies, I never would have guessed that ever. 70, 319, 457. So, yeah, he, he definitely, you know, played up for the Yankees for sure. Yeah. Oh, who are we talking about? Who was that? Vernon Wells. Okay, so I got Vernon Wells up. Yeah. Uh, he, has, he had 29 home runs. Wow. Uh, he had a 301. Batting average, uh, a eight 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 sixty nine ops and a five sixteen sluggage and a yeah and uh OBP of three fifty two. Yeah, all right, uh, twenty nine home runs, legit, and one hundred six RBRA. So that's the season. That's the season of a blue Jay, which is why Holiday came up. Yeah. And I said, oh, Roy, I said, Josh Donaldson has to kill the Yankees. No, that's a good one, too. No? No, 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 no. And I just had him up, and I lost him, but hold on. Oh, so, yeah, someone grabbed Delgado, and um, 
Yeah, here we go. Here's uh, here's Josh Donaldson against the Yankees. You ready? Yeah. He had 217. Wow. I would have never thought that. Me neither. 217, on base 314. His slugging was 388. His OPS is 702. That's like my Joe Randa. I, Joe Randa, I swear to God, every time we played the Royals, had like a million hits against us, and he's a 220 career hitter. He had a five for six game. I showed you. you yeah, and I only remember him because every time he came to bat, it was like Nomar with the batting gloves. Every time Joe Randa came to bat, they pointed out how he smiles. Oh, he, I was just going to say that, his crooked-ass smile. Yeah, yeah they, I was they just saw that. Yes. Uh, Joe Rand is one of my favorite obscure players, by the way, in case it wasn't obvious. He's just such a weird character. But um, you know, I, was say, I, I was hoping my obscure guy that I was hoping was the Yankee killer, but he wasn't, was Brandon Inge. Oh, yeah, no way. He wasn't. But he, he, I don't know. I saw him and Coco Chris, my two favorite obscure players of like the mid 2000s. Uh, I was at a Detroit game and they both homered in the same game. And I thought my life was set. Next to the Cubs winning the World Series, seeing Coco and Brandon homer in the same game. Yeah, like, on that show, you have memories and then, then you look it up and you're like, well, no, maybe it's just that memory. You know, I'll go back. Yeah. To Aaron Rowan kicked the Yankees' ass on the weekend and everyone wanted him on the Yankees. Yep. <laughs> and one more player, and he's my favorite Yankee killer, and I've mentioned him once before on this show. He's my favorite Yankee killer for a few reasons. One is that I still remember 25 years ago him being mentioned as a Yankee killer, and that's the reason I looked him up, which props to me. But also his <laughs> name is awesome. Geronimo Barroa, yeah, the old Oakland, Oakland A's player, First of all, this is a cool stat. There's only been two Baroas to ever make the majors, him and Angel, who stole the uh, Rookie of the Year from Hideki, Hideki Matsui. Yeah. So that shocks me because it's, like, not that uncommon of a name. But he's a career 276, 349, 798 guy, which is a lot better than I thought because I kind of figured just he was, like, you know, whatever, below average. Seven war in his career, so he still kind of sucks. Versus the Yankees? 328, 430, and an OPS over 1,000. 1.028 in 204 at-bats, and he hit 14 home runs and had 44 RBIs, and those are both second against the Yankees. Now, that's second that's against 200, the Yankees. 200 at-bats? Huh? 200 at-bats? 204 at-bats. Oh. And he had 14 home runs and 44 RBIs. And that's – so only one other team, and it was probably the Twins, though I have no idea, um, <laughs> that he did better against. But he played in the West, so it's not even like he was playing the Yankees all the time. He just killed us. One year he had, he had eight home runs in a season against the Yankees. And I just – that stuck out to me. I was at my cousin's house in their basement watching that series. I think the Yankees got swept. And the A's just killed their – this must have been like 95. Um, and Geronimo Barroa just, like, I think he had a three home run game in that series at some point. Like, he just killed us. Name always stuck out to me. I looked him up, and sure enough, the dude is a bona fide Yankee killer who no one remembers. So that's my, I'm going out in a blaze of glory. That was my final guy. I just looked him up real quick. Something weird stands out. He only played 11 years in the Yankees, but he played in three decades. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just the numbers. Yeah, he came out. Of, he came up in '89, played through the '90s, and and retired in 2000. If you were on the Oakland Athletics at any point in the '80s, you're probably one of my favorite players. <laughs> just uh, I don't know why they just they were like the ultimate throwback baseball version. 
It's just shame that that franchise never really was able. I mean, you know, they they make the playoffs and you know, but they're never really considered a huge threat. You know, it's a shame that payroll and stuff. They're, yeah, they're so dominant in the eighties and or seventies and eighties. You know. know. Well, the Yankees are to blame for most of that, though. <laughs> yeah. Seattle. We took them out like three times, including last year. Um, I still don't know. I just I still don't know if uh, Giambi slides if he's safe or not. That's a good one. Um, I've watched it a million times. There's two replays. The captain I, I, was where the captain was. So there's two replays that I question. That one, and then when the White Sox won the World Series, which they're sweeping the Astros anyways. But you cannot definitively say that guy was safe to end the World Series. I thought, I, I thought you were going to say Jackie Robinson, Yogi Berra. No, 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 no. <laughs> That I'm not trying to do a because because yeah. then you bring in that and then you bring in race force and stuff. You're like, oh, you know, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no. That one is good. That that when Jackie Robinson steals home. Yeah, that is. But you yeah. know what? The technology on that is so I don't want to say lame, but it wasn't there. So it's like it, you know, I feel like freeze frame and everything else is off when you watch stuff like that. Yeah, I think if Gianni, and then we'll get the occasional oh, he rolled over somebody in an All Star game. I think if Giambi hook slides, he's definitely safe. If he slides like to the outside, but the beauty of that play was that that's why he didn't slide because no one in a million years thought the ball was going to be. <laughs> yeah. So you can't why, really revise. Why that was injury. the ball there? What's that? Why was the ball there? Yeah, because of Jeter. Uh, the captain. The captain. That play, I was also in a basement watching. Captain Clutch. Captain Clutch. Damn it. I had that game on mute and I was watching it and it was like one of those situations where I'm in a basement and like my friend's sister was also in the basement with her friends. So there's like 10 people just running around and I have the game on and I'm watching it on mute and that play happens. And like, it took me like probably 24 hours to fully digest what had happened. The same thing happened with the Layeritz home run, by the way, in the 96 world series. I was also watching that in a basement and like it, it was just one of those things that happened, and I wasn't, like, 100% into the game. Um, but I saw it happen, and it took me, like, forever to figure out, like, the magnitude of what had just taken place. But I mean, it took me, like, three days to recognize the Cubs won the World Series because of all the emotions that went through the whole damn month. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this didn't like, like I, 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 work, I was working at the hospital at the time, and, there, and the, you know, every nurse, I call them, like, you know, part-time Karens part-time baseball fan Karens oh, and they'd be like Brian are you excited and I'm just like I'm drained I don't even know what to think like I'm excited I was like yeah, yeah so I, I know what you mean you just it takes you a while to be like what yeah that that play but yeah I mean that's why Giambi was out there's not no no other short st- no other player probably makes that play at that moment in time in baseball I just I'll, I'll stick by that there is no reason for Derek Dieter to be anywhere near that play and then to make a perfect flip while on the run towards the dugout. And here's the biggest miracle that no one brings up. Jorge Posada not only caught it, but he also made a perfect tag. Because yeah. He's not a good defender. <laughs> but that play, he played perfectly. Can we talk- I think it's probably one of those things where if, you did, if, you tried, if they, if they re- tried to replay that play a million times, either the, the, th- the flip isn't perfect or you're right. Yeah, Posada yeah. Isn't, you know, doesn't tag him too high, too low, whatever. You know, I don't know if Dotori was blowing smoke up everyone's asses. A part of me thinks he does, but he did claim that that was practice, if you remember. Yeah, he did say that they had practiced it before. He claimed that was practice. But even so, the, the magnitude of that moment, you're on the road, you're in a playoff series. The likelihood of that play happening is, is 
Yeah, to be able to execute that is is absurd. Even right down to the fact Shane Spencer's throw is kind of shitty. That's why it needed that relay. But it was on the line. <laughs> if it's not on the line, Jeter doesn't make that flip. I mean, everything had to work out perfectly, including Jeremy Giambi's speed running from first. Because it was the faster runner, we're not having that conversation either. But say if they practiced it, I mean, let's just say they did it in March. How are you going to have the frame of mind to know? That's what that I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. That is still one of the most phenomenal. I always hear. I mean, my baseball coach always said that we practice that in February and it's May now. And you're like, yeah. So <laughs> one day in May, March doesn't do anything. <laughs> so anyway, does anyone else have anyone left they want to share? Well, um, I will say I, I noticed that Dave Duncan had 13 career home runs against the Yankees. Former pitching Cardinals. Yeah, that's good to know. Jerry Duncan had a nice run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, good. Well, I, this was fun. One guy I didn't mention, I, I won't get into the stats, but he is a Yankee killer, is uh, Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, I looked, oh, him up. Yeah. I looked him up. It wasn't too different from the fact that he kills everyone to include him. So right. I didn't. But he, and he's also, I feel like, a bow killer. I remember at least a couple of home runs off of him. And so. Gary, Gary Sanchez is a Miguel Cabrera killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have our own. So, um, anyway, thank you guys for this. This was, this was fun, and now we never have to do it again. Thank you, Brian, for joining us. We, we yeah, thank you for having me. fan here to give us some obscurity like Richard Hidalgo. Uh, hey, just, again, well, I think Jason Hayward, man, you better, you better hope he never goes to the AL. Sure. I think I'm pretty much good on worrying about <laughs> <laughs> I think the worst is behind us. Uh, thank you for joining us. It was a fun double dip with Brian Burns. Uh, Henry and I will be back next week. We're going to give some more modern up, modern baseball updates. I think there's enough there to uh, start kind of speculating on a lot of stuff. So, Am I getting fired? <laughs> you, you were a great guest. <laughs> Our only two-time guest so far. Um, I, we're do, back I do have an idea, which we'll talk offline for next week. So okay, cool. Yeah. cool. <laughs> we got to see if we can mix things up. But, uh, we'll definitely be discussing current events. And, yeah, yeah I mean, you're welcome anytime, Brian. Uh, okay. yeah, you us. guys are my baseball lifeline right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that's why we want to go into it next week so we can uh, start talking modern baseball, get people's hopes up a little bit. But, yeah. um, anyway, so – this was the Yankee Killer edition of Donk City, and we will join you uh, next week, next Monday. Donk City, bitches. Bye.